yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex, pure catching foxes gold so far. You darn tootin' it is. <laughs> I I can't see anything. I'm too angry right now to look. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. I'm so unbelievably sorry. (laughs) This thing that we are using is absolute garbage, and I want to murder. Not seeing you is for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, where can I... um, Where can I... uh, (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Something is recording at some point in time. <laughs> okay. I think I can see this. Okay. There we go. I see people. All right. You monitor. You're so funny. All right. The H- chat. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Did oh. you start overheard from Luke's honeymoon? Not so much <laughs> the honeymoon as it was the night before my wedding as we shared yeah. a bed. We did share a bed right before Luke's wedding. I just want to say, Joe Heasley, you're a son of a gun. He just said, this is just like Gomer's parish mission all over again. How dare you? My parish mission was beautiful. And let me tell you something, Joe. You got the last parish mission of the year. You want to know why? Because COVID-19 ruined my life. If everyone can be patient for just like 20 seconds, we have like 30,000 people on our Patreon page who are like, where are you? And I'll be Uh like, I don't know. Okay, I, I can send them the link real quick, okay? The funny part is this is actually how a lot of our a lot of our episodes start. <laughs> All right, everyone, this is our live podcast. This is actually a live podcast in every way, shape, and form. Um, I, so let me just tell you all how this is. I'm working. We are recording with an through a company that's not going to be named because I'm angry. And we can see each other through that. Yet somehow, but then the application on my phone is picking up this conversation and then broadcasting it to Facebook. And somehow the video's not working. And my poor wife just asked how she could help. And I haven't responded yet. Aaron, just pray, just thank you for being (laughs) awesome. So, all right, we're going to just kind of do a live show. Um, Let's. Uh, ooh, I gotta calm down. <laughs> I get so yeah, upset with technology. Can you tell that I'm stressed out? Yeah. Oh, uh, and I have a little bit of a sore throat. It's not the coronavirus, but I'm drinking some um whiskey to help with my sore throat. So, are you sure it's not the coronavirus? I mean, I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't have a fever. I don't have any of the other things. <laughs> and the weather has been very up and down. And this happens every time that. The weather goes like I really shouldn't be in a place where it can be 20 degrees on one day and then like 80 degrees the next. But it's not nice outside like it is in Denver. So Mm. it just makes me sick when that happens. And so um, I'm drinking scotch because I don't have anything else right now that isn't that that can like clear up up my throat hi baby boo we can see each other a lot look at your bike no no one cares i want to introduce you to a new friend of mine (laughs) let me process still i'm upset (laughs) you guys can't see this but gomer's pulling a bike over because he's now biking because let's let's add another thing to the list of crap that we need to be talking about you're acting as if people can see you no one can see you oh i just ripped my (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, you just your, your whole rig just fell. You idiot. I have no idea how that happened. My whole shelf just came in. My whole get the microphone. But I wish you could have seen what just happened. Gomer just was trying to impress me with his new bike, uh, which is, seems like a Peloton light. Oh. And his computer just fell over, and everything is horrible now. Uh, uh, so, crazy story. <laughs> hey, I may have just fixed the video. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> we'll wait and see. How did you fix the video? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I did it! Yes! Oh, you did fix the video. Suck it, Automa Technique of Aqua. <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> so I have these Alpha shelves uh, that click together with these little things. Yeah, it has to stick out, babe. Yeah, you had it the right way. You had it the right way. It's the other way. That's what she said. And, aw. And what happened was I ma- changed all the, the way that I usually have my setup. My usual setup is that red desk over there so that we could do this because I was having all these issues. And uh, what, <laughs> what I did was <laughs> this boom arm connected to my microphone was so heavy when I did like a jackass when I pulled it forward to get close to the exercise bike. The whole, the whole <laughs> shelf came undone, and I have a brand new MacBook Pro. So I reached out and grabbed the monitor and saved the MacBook Pro, oh, only at the expense of. Oh, Shannon got it. Only at the expense of the entire desk. But the problem is, I can't use the boom arm. Welcome to my world. I, I haven't, I um, haven't used a boom arm in like two years because it broke. Mm. The boom arm was so heavy, it caused the whole thing. Uh, it caused the whole thing to fall. Of my shelf. And so I caught it at the last second, but it kept falling. And there's these like little clips that fasten and hold it. Holy crap. That was the scariest thing that ever happened. Oh my God. I was like, what? Nothing pulled on it. I'm over here on my exercise bike. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, this is it. This is it. It took Katie. Katie wins. Katie wins. It took Gomer breaking stuff to get Shannon to listen. (laughs) Hashtag silver silver lining. Oh, oh gosh, Oh, man! Holy, cr- Luke! So much urine came out of my body when that thing fell. So many fluids. Gosh, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> I have so much wet stuff right now. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Yes, Luke. we're gonna like spend a couple of minutes just talking. T- we're gonna talk with each other. We're gonna talk about some big stuff, and then we'll go into the comments. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. So please yeah. keep the comments coming, but I'm not sure if we're going to be able uh, to uh, – I'm not sure if we're going to be able to, like, hit them all in real time. So, again, we're sorry for everyone for all the confusion. This app, it has been a – we had good intentions, just like our first Patreon rewards and the stickers that my family has never gotten, even though they gave us lots of money on Patreon. Man, that's weird. You should talk to the guy that sends out stickers <laughs> about that. Fox is full of good intentions. We have good intentions. We have good intentions coming out the butt. <laughs> and in the butt. What? <sighs> what are we going to talk about today, man? We're going to talk about a little COVID. Hey, well, talk- I mean, listen, it's rock and roll at the, at the end of the world, baby. Rock and roll it at is. the end of the world. It is, this man. This is wild. I, uh, this is wild. I, uh, yeah, man. Churches dropping like flies. 
Seven priests dead in northern Italy. That's horrific. Lord of mercy. One priest, uh, good old Stephen Lenahan, shout out to my homie. Stephen Lenahan uh, said that there was a priest he sent the picture of. He asked all of his people who were live streaming. They asked all the families to send in family photos, and he printed them out and put them in the pews so that he could see their faces oh, as he yeah. preached during Mass. I love that. That's awesome. And I've, um, I have really enjoyed the, um, like the images of people, like especially out, even though the apartments are very ugly, which kind of breaks my heart. But um, people out in Italy hanging outside, playing songs, just being awesome. Um, that's one reason why we wanted to do this. Uh, we wanted just to give back and not give back. That sounds very stupid. Um, <laughs> we, we just wanted to do something for everyone. Cause like, this is a really oh, crappy time. And we thought this would be a kind of like, so I think if this works, we might keep doing this until this is all over. I don't know. We'll see. We've got good intentions. I make promises that we can't keep in the moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I so don't know. what is that from? Is that just you ripping? Yeah. 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 You just but okay. I mean, we've, I mean, like, Luke, I have to say, when you just go off the cuff and sing, it almost sounds like a Broadway musical. Okay. Can we talk about that for, for just a second? Your singing ability? I'm a closet Broadway fan. Like, <laughs> big time. So when I was a kid, my parents did the uh, Columbia House thing, as you did in the 90s. Yes. yes when we got a we CD... Uh, we got a CD player, and they bought tons of CDs. So for those of you who are 20 years or younger, twenty maybe even 30 years or younger, Columbia Records did this thing where it was, if you give us like a penny or a dollar, we'll send you 10 CDs. And this is when a CD costs 15 to $20 to get an album. And so everyone did it, but then it became impossible to get out. And I remember my brother for like a year was trying to unsubscribe from this. You know, it was, it was before the internet. Luke, how stupid does that sound out loud? It was before the internet. Isn't it so weird that our entire childhoods was lived before the internet? Yes. I don't know. Yes. It was, so um, I had this Beauty and the Beast album that my parents got <laughs> of the Broadway play. And I remember playing it in Ugh. my room on Monterey Avenue and going, I really like this. So um, to the point that when Beating the Beast, the Broadway show, came to Cincinnati, I did buy tickets. And I was very mad because it was like people bought the rights to do that play. And I was like, this is bullshit crap. They missed like half the stuff on here. And so anyways, I'm a, I am a closet Broadway fan. And my hope was to always be able to go to Broadway shows with, with my wife. Well, one itty-bitty problem. Aaron doesn't like musicals. <gasps> I know. And so I've tried. I've tried so hard. And she's just not. In, she, and I, I don't blame her. It's just, it's just I'm not her thing. And that is fine. Um, but, man, I love a good Broadway musical. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why I like a lot of Disney movies because of the songs are just so great. Like, the songs in The Little Mermaid are fantastic. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with all of this. I like Broadway. Yeah, I tried to get my wife to go. I thought it would be awesome. I really wanted to go see the Rockettes, mostly for the legs, but why not for the show? Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. I hear it's an amazing show. My Precision face. dancing. Precision dancing. And they said it's very faithful. It's very it's very good. So, yeah. Dude. I just realized something. What? How much stuff you just broke? 
No, no, no. I didn't break anything, although there is White Claws slowly leaking off my shelf. Yeah. Uh, I think if I unplug the power, if I unplug the power and put my USB microphone thing in my pocket, I can walk out to the kitchen and get more alcohol. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do you, I think we should do this, Luke. I, okay, so, okay, what are you going to do again? The so, whole idea of this was just for people to see a normal podcast. Uh, have, have we ever had <laughs> no, one? <laughs> this is this is us knowing we're being recorded right now. Yeah, you yes. a bike out. And, I didn't. Uh, the bike just, was there. The I just want everyone there. to know that um, Gomer has never in his life stared at me more while we've while we've had a video on doing the podcast because he's um, typically researching things or he's doodling <laughs> which is fine except for when he's researching things and then he's like oh i don't know what we're talking Whoa. about and well, go, now we're getting oh, oh, here. <laughs> this is the part of the show where luke insults gomer <laughs> Uh, so let kidding. me just describe what it's mostly like. Luke has a lamp on. One lamp. That's probably 16 rooms away whenever we record. All I see is Luke's sensual silhouette whenever, even when we do a video chat. I don't know why Luke has a video chat going because all I see him of him is he's sitting on a chair on the other side of the room with no light on. And so when I'm there, I'm like, well, I'm not going to look at an almost blank screen. Now I get to see your beautiful bald head. I'm attracted to it, Luke. That's why I'm staring at this camera so much. I'm attracted to you. Why can't you understand that? Listen, I have a hard time accepting love. Um, By the way, (laughs) Kravaniak, I just saw in the chat that you uh, refer to it as the heights and not the project. So... No, what's up off. with that? Yeah, that's, that's a little bit weird, man. That's, that is a little bit weird. Uh, it's a little bit weird. Um, yeah. Okay, so Gomer, what are you doing yeah. right now? Nothing, nothing. Right now, I'm just listening to you. I'm being patient. Love is I thought kind. you were going Love to your gentle. kitchen. I really do want booze. Okay, so but how, I don't... how are you going to do this? So my USB thing, this little guy, is fed off the power of my of my. Uh, computer right yeah so the idea being (laughs) i can just take this thing with me you need to take your computer though yes i can take it all okay yeah this is gonna be great this is gonna be a disaster i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it on you the whole time okay this is happening this is gonna be an absolute much like this idea this is gonna be a complete and utter cluster okay and step one is get around the cord (laughs) For my lighting. Don't you ruin okay. my guess my guest bedroom. Oh, here we go. This and is then good podcasting. Now what I'm, this is great podcasting. Okay, everyone. We're gonna go on a journey through my house. I'm gonna unplug shit balls. I'm gonna unplug the power. How's that looking, Luke? Did anything happen? Uh, I was too busy staring at the uh No, yeah, you're good. You're good. He looks good. Here we go. Looks here we good. go. Journey. Butterfly in the sky. So I'm holding all my stuff. <laughs> I can take a look. It's in a book. It's in a book. Reading, Reading rainbow. Now I... I'm taking you through my house. The lights are off because my dog is asleep. This is like a real shitty uh, uh, found footage horror thing. Shannon's going to come <laughs> out and just start stabbing you. <laughs> They're like, how does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> Uh, uh, hey, can I tell you what I did today? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. I, 
no, no, no. I immediately went to the um, grocery store today and bought hundreds of dollars worth of groceries. Did you buy just a whole bunch of meat? The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm loving this carnivore diet. I know you are. How dare you judge me? Let me I'm show not. You. I me... think it's great. I'm very proud of you. I can tell that you've lost weight. You look good. I'm somewhat attracted to you. Is that what you want me to say? Oh, I've been dying to hear that. Can you see all the meat in there? It's all meat. Gosh. It is all What meat. is your kids going to eat? What What is? Oh, my God. What's your kids going to eat? What are <laughs> your reckon. kids going to eat? Oh, shit. You know what? I realized there's a flaw in my plan. Yeah. I don't have any hands to carry the alcohol back to my room with. Did you, did you open the can up? No. no okay, no, yeah. No, no. So the- just put it either underneath your chin or in your pocket. This is, this okay. is simple science, Gomer. I know. <laughs> it's a law of averages. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that feels nice. It's nice and cold. Going into the old pocket. One, Here we go. Oh, it's, it's in a pocket? Yeah. I wonder what my dog is thinking right now. He's probably like, ah, I've seen him do worse. No, we cover that kennel. <laughs> You can barely look, Luke. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. It's like Blair Witch. Uh. That was fun for about 90 minutes back in 19. <laughs> I bought the VHS to Blair Witch at Costco. No, I did. Back okay. in 1999, 21 years ago. All right. Wow. How am times. I looking now? Good. You look How am great. I looking? You look great. You look great. I don't mean because of the carnivore diet. I mean because of the, the live feed. No, it How works. are the people doing? Are you on the live feed? Yeah. No, it's you. It's you. Sorry. I, I Going back and forth is just really difficult. There is a lot of language on here for a bunch of homeschoolers. That's right, Stephen Lenahan. Luke has done this before. Uh, There's a lot of language on here. It's catching foxes after dark. Uh, this is fun. This is really good. 285 comments. Wow. That's wild. Uh, our Catching Foxes fans know what's what. So you see that light? That light turned off because it turned... <laughs> because while we were trying to record everything, 10 o'clock happened, and my smart lights turned off. Okay. Every so often when me and Luke record, my smart lights turn off right in the middle of our show. Oh, White Claw, so good. Actually, there's a better one called, like, Crook and Maker, I think. And it is 10 times better than White Claw. All right. So, question. Yes. I think I know how you're going to respond to this. Oh, Luke, I'm going to zig when you think I'm going to zag. You took out our whole Exodus 90 argument last uh, last week on last episode. Yep. Didn't you? For, say, yeah. So, everyone who's uh, out there in podcast land, we got to a big argument about, about Exodus 90 again. <laughs> A huge argument. Gomer goes, let me finish. (laughs) Yeah. No, I said, let me finish. Right? The (laughs) emphasis was on the finish part. And I was like, fine. (laughs) I was so mad. But then we were fine. I was so mad. And then we were fine. So the reason why I didn't put it in the show, because number one, the show itself went two hours long. And by cutting out that chunk, I cut out 35 minutes. When we were only going to go for like an hour and a half. And then somehow we we just got into that. And then somehow we yelled at each other about Exodus 90. So I am going to put it up. I'm going to put it up on Patreon for all of our patrons. Uh, I have it. I already bounced the audio. I haven't, like, cleaned up the audio, but I got it all bounced and stuff. And so I am going to post it soon, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to move this over here. 
I'm a tired little gum. I wonder I how you're going to edit all of this. Gingerly, and then we're going to record a new episode tomorrow. <laughs> now, let's listen. Like, okay, so one thing that's really important for you all to understand is that this actually takes us about uh, maybe two to two and a half hours to record a show, and that can at any it can be yeah. anywhere from. There are times when you include a surprising amount, and there are times when you like take out a bunch. Um, so it's always um, – this is the thing that you know I had to learn the hard way within like a lot of podcasts that uh, there are a lot of podcasts that you enjoy that are actually maybe anywhere from two to three times as, um, as, as long as what you hear. And they're trying yeah. to find like – and they just have masterful editors and which you know, I think if you have the time, you could be that as well. No, I think you're actually pretty good at that. You're getting a lot better. I love editing, and I've started to develop because I, uh, ever since you told me about that about WTF, that they record about three hours, but only about one hour actually makes it live. Um, I uh, began. I felt like that was tacit Luke permission for me to be more aggressive with the edits. So, oh yeah, it was a- absolutely. That's what I started doing. Hey Luke, guess what? I'm all plugged in. Got Jesus in the background. There we Things go. Are good. I've got this. Wall here that we haven't painted yet. That was what sort of clouds and stuff. So masses are canceled almost everywhere. That's awesome. It's a period of self quarantine. That's awesome. It's really not. And your parishioners, if if you work at a parish, which a lot of you do, why did you do that? So your parishioners are going to congregate somewhere. And they are already gathering on your parish's Facebook page. Catholic Social Media took took a look at their subscribing parishes, and here's what they saw. Last week, so this is in real time, last week, 834% rise in people I'm looking at parish Facebook pages. That's insane. 162% increase in how many people those parishes were reaching. That's insane. A 402% increase in people liking clicking and sharing content from those parishes. I'm amazed people saw things from parishes that, that, that they wanted to share. That's incredible. You need to be posting and engaging your parishioners online like yesterday. Catholic on social media can help with unbranded, gorgeous posts on the ugly crap that you're putting out there because you don't have enough time to do that. You probably aren't trained how to do that, and that's not your fault. So what Catholic on social media can do is help you with unbranded, gorgeous posts that connect to what's going on in the, in the world right now. It will help you keep community alive, help you take prayer requests, and, and serve as your daily post structure on which you can do your live streams, your outreach, and so on. <laughs> this is awesome. Use the code Gomer was wrong. That's Gomer was wrong to get four weeks of free content and the help of a world-class team at Catholic social media. Let me just repeat this one more time. Gomer was wrong to get four weeks of free content and the help of a world-class team at Catholic social media. Again, one more time for the old people in, in the back and God bless you all. You are in our thoughts and prayers. Gomer was wrong to get four weeks of free content and the help of a world-class team at Catholic Social Media. Thank you once again to, to Catholic on the Social Media for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes, which is kind of a cluster, but we're working on it. So um, I want to talk a little bit about doing Exodus 90 uh, while there's a pandemic or there's a pandemic going on. Do you think it is okay to stop doing Exodus 90 while a thing like this is going on. I mean, well, if you have good reason to, yeah. No, yeah, well, that's simple enough. No, I, 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 am, <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Weird, like, right? What's the good reason? Like you need a good reason to 
break any. So, for instance, I actually woke up at five thirty day and met up with my old Exodus ninety crew. Love them; they are amazing guys. So I met up with them, and they we were talking about it. And one of the guys was like, "You know, because we're going to be indoors, I think we should relax some of these no media rules, especially if it's about your family." So if your family is watching a family movie, you should join them, especially during this time when we're all at home. And I was like, yeah, of course. Of course, of course. I would do that 100%. Yeah. I um, – <clears throat> oh, sorry. Crap. It was supposed to be on you. It was on me. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I'm still getting used to having to control what, what's up there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was pretty close to quitting. And, like, this is where it gets interesting. Not because – it it was unnecessarily hard to not do stuff, but my attention just wasn't on Exodus ninety. Yeah, like all of my energy has been about the you know COVID um nineteen in one way or another, either at work or uh, with Aaron at home trying to, you know just really unpacking what is going on. To I'm um, watching the news to try to understand what's going, especially here in these in the in the state of of Ohio where stuff is absolutely happening. And so my attention and I don't I don't think it's so much that Exodus 90 requires a ton of like mental like it's 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 not like it is this it's not like it is mentally exhausting, but it does kind of like it like becomes your life for for a bit. It it is the framework by which you run your life. And I think it's one of the positives, uh, one of the more positive as- aspects of, of of a thing like um, like Exodus ninety. And then when this thing started to happen here, I almost forgot that I was doing it, you know, because all my attention was just on like this thing. Now I was still praying and I was still doing other stuff, but I just didn't. Re- I wasn't really investing in it the way that I was before, and I was like. So then, like, should I stop doing this? Should I keep doing it? And I think I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm just going to do a modified um, version of it just because um, there are so many, like, I want to be on, on the Twitter. I, I, I want to be, be up to date with what is going on. All the sports stuff that I was going to give up doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, like, so it's, it's like there's no, you know, and I have found that I actually really need my downtime now because th- everything is just so intense that I don't, I want to use whatever I'm a leisure time I have to not be this like, how can I enrich myself right now? It's more about how can I just kind of find a way to uh, relax a little bit. And so what I think I'm going to do is um, I'm, I am not going to drink, even though I am drinking um right now. But that is just because I like have I um have a coarse <laughs> I have a coarse throat. That is not for I am not sick. Um, <laughs> so you're drinking booze? Yeah, but but it's because you have a coarse throat. It's for my throat. Yeah, it it really helps my throat feel like a lot better while I'm talking. It does. It's a very <laughs> tried and true thing. <laughs> Alcohol doesn't dehydrate your uh, vocal cords? No. It it really makes it feel better. Okay. I'm not drink Listen, if I was drinking, I would not I would not be drinking this. It's not a very good scotch. <laughs> Luke. Oh. Oh gosh. What I would do if I were you in all these uh Loophole seeking behavior. I'm, is, it is not loophole seeking behavior. <laughs> no, I guarantee you, not a single person on Facebook thinks that right now. No, I think that 
if we if if you were to really seek this out you need to go to the group and say hey in light of the virus and all the drama and anxiety what should we as a group decide is prudent within Exodus 90 to do so you can sit there and say if your wife is super stressed out and wants a drink of booze to calm her nerves do that but you know if not um then you you should never drink alone my advice would be you should never drink alone if your wife is on edge and wants to veg out and watch a movie maybe do that but i think all the other stuff like especially the news sh- you're married i'm sure many if not all but not all i mean it could be either way but many of the guys in your group are married right yeah yeah so you have spouses who can update you and keep you informed. And here's the deal. This is the thing that you that people miss I when don't they don't agree with ditch that. the news. Here's the thing that people miss when they don't. 90% of it, 99% of it, you don't need to know. You can get 100% caught up on the news uh, about the coronavirus by visiting a handful of websites within five minutes. Yeah. You don't need to understand the philosophical breakdown from Rod Dreher about live streaming the Orthodox mass. No, you don't, I'm not you know. saying that that's, that is not one of, but I don't, I actually don't agree that I, I think as um, like Aaron wants to have intelligent conversations. I'm with me about this as, as opposed to just her telling me what is going on. And so that's going to require me to understand like what's happening. Uh, this is not me trying to. Um, this is not me trying to. Um, see, like, this is one of my issues. I think that I actually have a with like with Exodus ninety. Not in that within like the cult. This is like this has kind of been my issue with the church this past week. Like the pur- the puritanical DNA of America is like coming on full on full display with tons of Catholics, and I think this is one area. Like so for. Ex- I think I'm as a grown. I think one way that I that I could do this is to say, here's the news sources that I'm going to go to. Like I only go onto Twitter to really, for the most part. Like there are times when I still I'm catch myself going, but when I'm going there for Exodus ninety stuff, I'm not going to get like I don't care what the heck like Rod Dreer or whatever the guy who wrote that <laughs> dumb book. I don't give a crap about his thoughts on this. I care about like what the governor is. I'm saying. Or what, or what the health department is saying, or different things. I'm like that, and like Aaron is expecting me to be able to talk to her about this. Like this is, you know, so like we watched the governor's, um, we watched his press conference on Sunday, and it's I want to stay up to date with like what's I, I I for me it's very important to stay up to date with what is going on, and I think there's a way to do that in like a prudent. In a, like th- this is the exception, is what I'm saying, mm. is that if there ever was it was was an exception for any of like the strict like moral c- codes that we stick to, within reason, obviously. With I'm, I'm talking about with you know in so reason. So what's the reason? This is it. What's the within reason for you? Like, what are you going to uphold in light of Exodus 90? So one is like no drinking. Like, I'm just not, like, I'm not going to drink, like, and that's, again, I understand, like, this makes my throat feel better. It's the equivalent of, like, drinking a hot toddy or something, okay? So, 
but I haven't been drinking it. But no, th- that kind of pisses me off that you're that you're. I'm laughing at it. I'm because, laughing at the comments. Settle down. <laughs> sorry. Well, because it like, but the whole thing has just been like, I just feel like everyone wants to act like this isn't real. You know that like that. Regardless, people are 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 I'm refusing to accept the fact that this is a real thing. And, and, and I'm not saying that, like you that you are doing that, but that like. This is a real thing. Yeah, it's driving me nuts, man. I am the number one advocate. I, some people don't think about this, but I'm the number one advocate for shutting down mass. If you are the local ordinary, tell people to not show up. If Disney is going to lose $500 million, what is it, a day? Do you think they're taking this lightly? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd just love to lose uh, $16 billion until August. Listen, here's the deal. This shit's real. Do you think the NBA, do you think the NFL, do you think all these people would just or the, willingly lose money? The NCAA, no. the most corrupt organization, like right above the mafia, is going to just yes. be like, we're going to shut down their biggest moneymaker of the year? Yes. So this is my big thing. If everyone's telling us this, and Kravaniak, no one's interested in your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I if everyone is saying this, if everyone is is doing these extreme reactions, I don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, yes, I do understand. There's an obligation. Oh wait, you dispense with the obligation? Then what's the problem? Shut it down because this is what you're dealing with. You are dealing with guilty consciences raised in good Catholic schools or terrible ones, either way. Where they feel so compelled to come to mass. They feel like it's, I mean, I get emails from people who feel like it's literally a test of their faith. God wants us out there, and if it's my time to die, then it's my time. And I'm like, how about, is it your time to murder people? Because here's the deal. If we don't take prudent actions, we can reap the whirlwind. And I'm asking, I I don't understand why it's so extreme right now. But everyone is freaking freaking out. And I think it is prudent for us, if you are the local ordinary, it behooves you to cancel masses because people feel compelled to go. That's number one, the guilt. And number two is the fear. Fear drives people to church. Now, when it's Hurricane Harvey, you keep the damn church open as long as humanly possible so people can pour in through the doors and pray together and go to mass together. But what if everyone potentially has the flu? Right, that that the assumption we have to work with is everyone around me has the flu, so I just need to be prudent. And I said, "Well, I don't want to give you the flu, and you might have the flu. I don't want you to give my kids the flu." So the whole idea is people are going to feel compelled to go, and that's why I wrote this piece on uh, Lay Evangelist today about the domestic church. It's like, okay, people, we have to foster. There, there are so many third world countries that do not have mm-hmm. priests that can administer the sacraments in a weekly format. Guess what? We're in solidarity with about a, you know 400 million Catholics. Let's take a deep breath, realize that the source and summit of the faith, Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, is going to be waiting for us. He's not ticked off that we aren't dying of the freaking plague. <laughs> if your local ordinary dispenses with it because of this extreme emergency... The local ordinary needs to cancel masses. I, I am absolutely a believer in that. Well, and like that's where I – sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. There. No, I you're good. You're, you're good. I thought you were reaching your end. Um, like this is why – I'm sorry. And, 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 and I wasn't really getting I'm mad at you. I was just getting mad at like kind of like the XS90 on the war in my head. 
which is this thing. It of, is raging. It really is it raging. Is, no, it is because like it's what's the most prudent thing to do here? I think for me, the most prudent thing right now is to kind of, is to really unpick and choose. Like, what are the things I'm going to do right right now? Because this is serious. You know, so like, so like, like why I feel like I need to like watch, watch the news and go onto Twitter and really to see um, what is going on again, not from people like, you know, I'm talking like from the governor, from the Ohio yeah. state, you know, like that stuff. And, and like, like also I feel, um, and this is probably where like, I might like, like, like a sense of, of, you know, like obligation to tell people like what is going on, you know? So I am like anything that the archdiocese uh, says, I'm putting it on my Facebook page anything just because I, I want people to be aware of like what is happening. Um, and that's kind of the battle that I'm having on right now is what's the prudent thing to do here. So, um, so for, so for me, it's right now, like definitely I want to stay in the know of what's, of what's going on. I think that is really important for me to understand like what's actually happening. And then, um, Finding other ways to like, it's, I, I guess here's like the hard part that I'm kind of having with it was I was enjoying the challenge of Exodus 90, and I kind of feel like all the joy, not the joy. This, this is, sounds sounds very self centered. Like it doesn't feel like a thing that I'm really I'm doing any like anymore because this other stuff feels so important. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, so it's a thing, so it's thing that I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do stuff for it, but you know, to be honest, I, I'm just not really. Um, uh, it just seems like almost like inconsequential right now, which is something I'm just trying to wrestle with. And this could just be like this week because it's just everything's been so, um, just like holy crap. It's really awful. Did you hear Trump today saying you really shouldn't meet within more than 10, 10 people? people? Yeah. And then the Dr. Anthony guy said, uh, we're talking about the end of our country as we know it if we don't do this. Did you hear him say that? No, I didn't hear that part. I didn't pay attention yeah. to anything that Trump was saying. Yeah. Yeah. The end, No, it wasn't him. It was the, the chief doctor guy that Anthony whatever. Well, I haven't been. I, it, when he's done like a press conference, besides the one where he said he was going, when uh, he's going to close down um, Europe, I just kind of stopped watching. I, I'm more yeah. interested in what's going on in um Ohio that that's that's been my main focus as yeah. well, well Ohio I think has Ohio. reacted the fastest and the most complete like, I've they been shut very impressed down. I have been very very impressed with how our they shut it all down so quick yeah with um with him and this and this one woman named Dr. Amy and I think I've just been very impressed with her because like they're and they've really gone out of the way to say this is why we are doing this. They've they've compared how different how different cities handled the 1918 yeah. swine flu, which if you aren't aware was a massive thing caused I think it was like tens of millions to die. And what was weird about that about that was it was young healthy people. It actually was one of the things that um, really you could argue helped bring about the end of the first world war. Uh, people just were dying everywhere, and it was um, just horrible. And they, were, they, they compared to how di- they were saying, like, this is why we're quarantining, because this is – they took uh, St. Louis, who did what we would now refer to as – they had, like, a social – they had, like, a social distancing compared it to a place, like, I don't like, out in the Philadelphia area and said – this is why they had so many more cases out in Philly was because they didn't do what this group out in St. Louis did where they were able to really 
cut down the exposure that people had to it, which saved a lot of lives there. Yeah, just so you know, the Spanish flu killed 10% of patients who were infected in did 1918. I call it, did I call it swine and, flu? Uh, I think you did maybe the second time. And then Sorry. 50 million people at least died totally. Yeah, it was horrible. Sorry, and I'm, and, and I, I'm really sorry if I came across as being, as being angry at you. I'm more just... Uh, like, I want to do the right thing. Oh, c- nope, nope. Someone should not be calling me right now. Whoever called me from Steubenville, stop. Uh- <laughs> uh, we all know who that is. Chris Kravaniak. Kravon- no, calling. I've got Kravaniak's number. Oh, that's Unless okay. I lost it. I didn't lose a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> Dr. Doctor Acton, is that the woman in? Uh- yes. Yeah, she's. Okay. Emily um, Emily Marie just chimed in. Fant- Hi, Michigan Emily. shut down all schools and then restaurants. Right now, Houston, we just got an update that um, uh, the mayor of Houston shut down all restaurants. You know, we got a buddy. I mean, Deacon Baldy's, which yeah, is our yeah. parish's satellite campus, near and dear to our all of our hearts. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what they do because they're a food truck park as well as a bar, and it's a little bit different. But um, so many people. Um, so many people are going to be hurting because of income. And I want to bring this up, Luke. Uh, you know, I am out about $6,000 that I had budgeted. And it's super hard when you think about this stuff. Because, you know, I, number one, I miss Anchorage. I miss all the wonderful people yeah, up there that I was yeah. planning on seeing. And I had to cancel it because there's like 40 cases or 40 people observed who are, you know, they, they say in the news media, presumptive cases, um, 10 of which are in some way, shape or form. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how, but 10 of which are somewhat associated with my parish, I think, friends of friends or whatever. Um, but I do know that there was a whole group of people that got screwed. They were in Italy on pilgrimage and it's just brutal. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on right there. I had to cancel that one. Detroit canceled on me the day before, um, Detroit archdiocese. It's a wonderful parish, big catching foxes fans up there. And, um, you know, we were going to do a live show up there. It was going to be awesome. And you just encounter these things. And I know so many people, like I think of Katie Prejean McGrady, right? Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. She's traveling. Yeah. She can't do any of it um, because of, of, of all this stuff. And now they're saying, like, schools in our area closed till April 10th, maybe, I think that's what the, the final decision was. Someone else saying, someone at the CDC saying, like, it should be eight weeks of no school. Other people saying, we're not going to get through this winter until... Um, maybe mid July or August, we actually reached out to a friend of yours, Luke. Who is that person? Oh, uh, he he is a listener. Okay, so we have a friend who's an epidemiologist, and he says, uh, "I said, what's one thing our people need to know?" And he says, "This continues to be an evolving situation. It requires us to look out for our neighbor, willing the good for others. Practice the CDC prevention strategies." More than we normally do, actually try to stay home, wash your hands, cover cough, etc., and try to understand the larger public health, healthcare, and economic impacts that we are trying to mitigate as it relates to public health. And he just said, I said, so is this going to go to like August? And he said, hard to say. H1N1, first wave, was three months, April to July. 
the incubation period for COVID-19 is longer. So I suspect the first wave will be drawn out. Not sure it'll ride until August, but probably at least until summer. So we should all really think about that shenanigans. It's just hard, man. Like, I ha- I have a niece that's going to be born in... Uh, I have a niece. I have a nephew. Ooh, sorry, Christina. Who's going to be born in a month. Like, a month from yep. two or three days from now. And, um, you know, that's that's just tough. I Like, if I... Like, what if we're not able to go and hang out with her while this is going on? You know? It's really scary. Yeah. uh, Jose, fan of the show, Jose. We all love Jose Rodriguez. He just said the teachers union in California just won an epic battle against their district who wanted us to continue working at the school site to teach remotely. I know a lot of schools are doing that. My parish school just had the students. So this is really fascinating. We found out that the high school uh, for Saudi Catholic just had their students before they left on spring break. I don't know if Sister John Paul was keeping her ear to the ground with all this COVID stuff, but they all took, they required all the kids to take all their books home for spring break. And then sure enough, they're not, you know, they're not coming back. And so our parish school, which is a pre-K to eight had uh, today, I think today and tomorrow they're letting parents come and pick up their kids books. And, um, Oh my goodness! New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut imposed an 8 p.m. curfew. Oh, Connecticut has shut down everything except banks, even the casinos. Holy wow. cow! Well, wow, wow, that is intense, man. What? It is. It is terrifying. The economic impact scares me more than the virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I really did not think it was going to get this bad. You know, let's just talk about perspectives, right? Uh, if you were to ask me six months ago, Gormley, where, where do you see yourself in five years? I would say maybe still at St. Anthony's, maybe as a part-time worker while I have a full-time income from my traveling. Something like this is so unexpected, unheard of. But, I mean, like, literally when I tell people what I do as my side hustle, and I make almost as much money. I make a little. I make actually. I make a lot less than what I make as my in my full time job. But um, like, I make X amount of dollars per month. They're like, "Wow!" So you have no overhead, no cost. You're reimbursed for everything. And I'm like, "Yeah." Like I buy my plane tickets. They pay me back. I get the miles. I travel. Everything I buy, it's it's an expense that they reimburse me for. They take me out to meals. They pay for my hotels. And they're like, this is the perfect business. And I'm like, I know. It's foolproof. Nothing can stop. Oh, wait. Wait, a virus can stop me. And I lose everything. You know? I and Now, thank God I had nothing scheduled for April. But March, here's the deal. March is my busiest month because of Lent. Everyone wants parish missions because of Lent. I was supposed to do two more parish missions, and then I cancel or not cancel but i said no to three events that wanted me for the end of march do you know why i said no luke because of us because of me no no not you at all. no not even a little bit because my beautiful daughter cecilia who is my generalized anxiety disorder beautiful daughter was gonna make her first holy communion those of you in the beginning of the live feed saw my baltimore catechism books it's because i'm walking her through those as well as our faith formation stuff at the parish. Here's the deal. 
we canceled March 21st, all of our first communions. We might end up canceling the 28th, March 28th, because we have, this is the problem with regional parishes. We have like 300 plus kids getting their first Holy Communion. You can't do that. 300 plus kids, two different masses. Yeah. Means that's, that's, grandma, grandpa, uh, all that no stuff. Way. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, I can't say with absolute surety, but my daughter's not going to get her first Holy Communion. My daughter oscillates between bawling hysterically and, oh my goodness, I can't wait for this. That She finally got to the point where she's like, I can't wait for this to happen. I want to receive my first Holy Communion. To the point when she did her first communion assessment with the wonderful and illustrious Christine Marlowe, she said to her, can I also bring up the gifts? And we're like, <laughs> yes, yes. I succeeded girl. as a parent and as a person. Yeah, I. Oh my gosh! And now gone. Well, it just, it's, keep in mind, it's mm-hmm. not gone. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. At some point in time, she will receive her first a communion. Yeah, at some point, and we don't know when. You yeah, know, because you know, we, here's the other thing that we have to do. We have to protect our priests. I don't think people think about that enough. Yeah, they're laying down their life for Christ, but it's like for those people who are like, I'm going to receive the sacraments no matter what, and you're like 75 years old, here's the problem. You're putting the pastors in jeopardy. And if any of those pastors have what they call a comorbidity, right, obesity, smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. you know, which all the lowered immune system, lot of which them. is all of the priests since the scandal began. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to smoke, drink, and become obese. Um all of them, man, all of them who are have those comorbidities are at such a high risk. It just it just breaks my heart. And it's like, as lay people, we need to protect them because we're not we ain't gonna have any sacraments. When I was in Honduras, one priest was in charge of fifty two churches and chapels. Can you imagine if it's like that for us? Yeah, this guy it's gonna be insane. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> so what are you guys doing in your diocese? Um, so they've canceled all masses from now at least through Easter. Um, everything's canceled. Everything, everything. There's there are no there are are no public masses. Um, they are going to have a televised mass coming out of the cathedral. I'm not sure who who the celebrant will will be, but at Glen Mary we've canceled all public masses. You guys do a lot of private masses, don't you, in people's homes, especially the the poor? Um, yes. I'm, I'm not sure. I would imagine it's probably the same thing at a lot of our missions. They're probably having to follow what's going on with in the diocese. It's not always at um, people's homes, although it does happen. It's at, I mean, it's on back porches. It's been on front porches. It's been in um, tents and garages and even like uh, elk lodges. That's kind of a, actually it's one of my favorite own pictures of our masses at this one elk. It's um, at a moose lodge or whatever it's called. And you can like see like the like moose head on the wall. And the priest is on the stage saying mass, and there's like they have like silver streamers in the background because it's a stage, you know. And it's the one place that they could have mass, and there's like a girl who's veiling there. It's it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm like that's so Glen Mary because it's like I mean because you basically say mass wherever you can. So uh, and so wow, no, no, no. As of midnight tonight, San Francisco Bay Area is under a shelter 
in place order until the 7th of April. What does that mean? Shelter in place means like freaking a tornado is coming kind of thing. Oh my gosh. This is like, you know, it's, it's weird because, and, and this is why I wanted to bring up all of the Exodus 90 stuff because this is the exception. This, you know, when like, like this is the thing where you're always like, like, of course, but, uh, uh, but unless like this, you know, like this is the, unless whatever, like, and I, I just, I was just so disappointed by how a lot of Catholics reacted to this. I really, I, was. I, you know, I, I, I really I'm disappointed. Was. I'm disappointed in one way, but in the other way, like if this were me, there's this element where it's like my heart wants to be with Christ in the church. Well, yeah, of course. Who's does it? No, I, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like this constant impulse. What we're battling is not our demons in this case. It's like this is the part where we have to give up our our. Uh, what was the phrase? First, you offer Christ your sins, then you offer Christ your righteousness. That's what I feel like is happening in this part. There are so many people out of a hundred percent good motivation, like this one guy being like. Even though I'm over 65, I will always go to mass. I'm in good health. I have none of these other problems. And it's like, but your immune system is compromised just by your age. This one person, um, okay, number one, Julia. Julia, she's talking about how artists in the music industry, they get paid by the gig and they're mm-hmm. actually getting wiped out. You know, And it's not it's, just them. You have to understand there's a lot of people, like artists don't make as much money as you think that they do. Yeah. So a lot of people. Did you know, like, for instance, Jonah Hill made $60,000 as a co-star to The Wolf of Wall Street, which we talked about back in the past? Yeah, but he also, I think he got points on it, though. Yeah, it's just it's just wild when you start to see stuff like that. You're like, well, he was a kind of a major supporting actor. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't the big guy, so therefore. And, well, and, and I think he got, he got points. Yeah. What, what do you mean? So by he point? gets like point ten percent, like point, mm. point sorry, point ten percent. Gotcha. Point that makes 1% sense. One percent of the box office receipts. Which, which here's another it, thing I want to tell people. Okay, now y'all live outside of Houston. We subsist on the oil. Screw you. We subsist <laughs> on the oil economy. A guy told me today his oil company, a small oil company, down ninety percent, nine zero percent. Right. These are the villains of every politician. Oh, we're going to tax them and get their windfall profits. Now, here's the issue with this. 90%, the CEO of this company that I don't even know the name of, said, I will never, I, I, will, I will not lay you off because of this. We'll hunker down. We'll make it happen. But think of how an economy that is dependent on the yeah. oil industry will occur. So this is what I tell people all the time. Please. Please, please pledge online. Tithe as Catholics. Tithe right online now. through this beautiful yeah. reoccurring thing because you have impl- – I know what you're thinking, people out there. Well, I got to safeguard my paycheck too. This safeguards the ladies' paychecks. What's going on? We need to rally around our churches. You have so many lay employees who are going to be let go. You have so many people who are going to be fired. Schools, Catholic schools. So Neil says uh, in the comments, without mass collections, uh, mass collections will be down and schools will close. And it's absolutely true. 
It's absolutely true. Well, and, and here's why, like, why it's important to get this thing over with as fast as we can and why, like, all this stuff is important. So, like, I, I think about this a lot when I first heard of it, the heresy of Americanism. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it is a loaded thing that we can't even begin to really, uh, you know, like, there's, there is a lot to un, unpa- unpack there. But f- it came about in the um, 19th century, I believe. And from basically from what I understand, it's this idea that you cannot – you have to pledge um, a fidelity to the pope more than, like, America. You know? And this – and we are very – like, this is, like – so this is how insane America is. There's this book that I'm currently – I'm reading that is fantastic called, um, called Wicked River. And like, you have to imagine going down the Mississippi before the Civil War during that time period. If you like brought your boat over to the side because you had to pee, and you were there during a certain time in the summer, you could get lost in the grass and mm-hmm. die because you'd <laughs> get completely lost. Yeah, people don't realize the University of Nebraska has preserved one square mile of original prairie land and the grass is like 10 feet high grass yeah it's crazy it's like 10 feet high and it's like two or three inches thick at the base and it's as big as your thumb this is grass when we think of prairie and grass you know these endless we think of like our front lawn and no sir grass like this literally only exists in the University of Nebraska, like, preservation. Yeah, yeah well, it's and, horrific. And when you really um, look at these, you know, like, so we are very much a frontier a mentality place because you have to be or you're going to die. And that yeah. breeds this individualistic idea, which is why this is where I think a lot of the Puritan-like DNA comes in because you you have to be a hard ass. You've got to be yeah. a really, really tough um, person who goes, no, this is how I'm going um, to do and this is how it's going to be. And, like, and that's ingrained, you know, again, I've, I have brought this up before from a quote from my favorite historian, Gordon S. Wood. We seem to be a very all or nothing people. And it's yeah. been in our DNA from the very beginning. And the problem is, how do you fit that into a group where you're supposed to submit and like, where you're supposed to repent and submit to the Pope? Yeah. And so there's this idea, I think, that like is. We ha- that we like really have to check of when our bishops telling us to do a thing, we kind of have to do it. Like we kind of yeah. have to do it. It's it's part of being Catholic. And this idea of like me and Jesus and I and like the church is just this means to an end thing is very very Protestant and it's not very Catholic. The church is the bride of Christ. It's not like the child of Christ. It's like it's. Man. You know, I'm in and the middle important. of yeah. I'm in the middle of writing a whole piece on the bride of Christ in order to draw people into that receptivity that me and you talked about, and I'm doing it for my bulletin. And the whole time, I'm like, freaking Luke. <laughs> I'm writing a whole Woo. bulletin thing about Luke. That's my boy. Wait, wait, hold up there. That's my boy. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Love that book. No, but it and and like, I mean, I, I could be, and I could be, and I am um, probably wrong here. I, I, I do think there's this, like, it is to be admired. And I, I think that, I think it was J.D. Flynn who brought up a really good point. And I, I think he was just tr- trying to say, like, like there are a lot of angles t- to this. What if you are, like, 70 
or no, sorry, that's 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 kind of young, but like eighty five, and a lot of your friends are dead, and you don't have a real strong community because and like your community is your church. This is all you got. This is a highlight yeah. of your week. The one thing, yeah. like he talked about, how if you look, if you if you uh, look like suicide, if you um, look at um, depression and like other things with a group like this, they're extremely high. It's because they're so lonely because of shame on us. We just make them the outcast of our society because we don't know what to do with them. Anima technique of vacua. We don't like they. They don't um, serve a purpose because they can't. Uh, they can't make anything. So uh, what's their point? You just took away the one thing that that they have. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's that's hard. That's really really hard. It's and I, I understand that. I, I just yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that up, Luke, because that is huge. And someone asked me the other day at church, like, what what are we supposed to do? And I read this piece from the Atlantic uh, Atlantic Monthly. And it was like, top five things you can take away with the coronavirus. Number one, don't hate. Don't become racist and xenophobic against Chinese people. And I'm like, God, you still have to say this stuff, lefty Atlantic. But then the, all the rest of it was awesome. And it was <clears throat> uh, the, the one that I remember the most was don't forget the elderly in your neighborhood. Even though they're most susceptible, if you are symptom-free, go out and figure Figure a way to bring them in because chances are not only are they not, you know, like going out and doing all that stuff just because they're 70s, 80s, 90s, but now they're scared freaking to death. And who is going to rally around them but us? Who is going to care but us? Like we have – this is the part where um, I, I, I truly believe this is the part where like small communities – Radical communities <laughs> are going to go door to door and like we have to love people into this. Yeah. We yeah. have to get to know our neighbors. I just met a neighbor I have never seen before. Shame on you. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. No, shame, shame on, on that you. person. No, shame <laughs> on that person. That, that person, the bad person. I good. No, I work. I, I take my. I make my kids play in the front yard because I just want our neighbors to see our kids. My kids are starting to play with all the ki- all the kids on the street. Everyone, even remotely their age. This one family, two doors down across the street. Uh, they they have a garage sale once a month. I've I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. I finally met the husband. His name is Joe, rock solid dude. We were talking about this stuff, and it's like this is what it's like after like Harvey. When the devastation comes, the urgency is there for finally to me, for me to get over my own sense of self regard and actually pursue my neighbor, right? And it's that urgency that I think is going to build up the domestic church right now. Mm, yeah. Hey, Luke, can I ask you a couple questions that we have? Uh, yes, I was about to say, let's start going into the chat. Okay, l- l- let's run through a couple things. Number one, Katie, I'm glad your daughter also asked to bring up the gifts. That makes my heart happy. Um, Nick Longo, Nick says, uh, what are some ways you think a parish can outreach to their parishioners to build authentic community during all this? The online world is about to become the most important access yeah. to your faith. 
And if parishes can do it, so this is one thing I love about my archdiocese. They reach out to people like Stephen Lenahan, who was here for a while. Um, Stephen's our communications director, and they reached out to us. We've been doing live streaming of masses for maybe the last four years, three years, five years, something like that. And um, they just got a list of like 10 churches in our archdiocese, and they published it right in the front page. Click here for live streaming masses. And we had 12,000 people, maybe even more, live stream our mass on Sunday. We did uh, 9-11, which is our you know normal masses, 1, which is Spanish, and 6 p.m., which is our life team mass. We live streamed them all so that people could, no matter what time of the day, you know, they could have access. Huge, huge for people. Um, online content, I, I don't know. Can you see the little Canon camera bag behind me, Luke? Yes, I, yeah. yes, I can. So that bag I took from um, the wonderful guy, Jay Martin, who runs our parish Facebook uh, What is he, the creative director or whatever. He runs a bajillion things. Awesome stuff that he's done. Our Facebook page is amazing. St. Anthony of Padua. The Woodlands, I think. Um, but what we're going to do, he lives two streets away from me. We're going to start building online resources. We have to because I desperately want our, especially our senior citizens, our people who are engaged in faith formation to not get lost in all this because they are, they're, they're alone and they're alone. And that's the biggest thing that I can do is start to reach out, start to do online things, encourage them to, I think Facebook is going to be huge, especially for our baby boomer parishioners yeah, I, I would add to that i would make sure that you have a way to make sure that people are um heard you know that yeah. that, that, that yeah. is not just being like here's like a video for for like a small group but it's so like um one thing that i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be calling a lot of the donors that i've already i've gone to see that i've built up relationships with i'm just going to be calling them and it's not to get it it's not to get money it's it's just to say hi and say how are you doing and there are certain people probably going to be calling a little a little bit more often, and it's not because of the money; it's because of um, just their state of life. Yeah, I want to make sure that they feel that you know there are people who care about them. And all right, let's uh, let's get all right, let's uh, get to the Facebook comments. Start answering. Luke is Brad. Brad asks. I've heard some people say this is the wrath of God. Oh, like my mom? Is this uh <laughs> what are your thoughts? No, my it's mom's not. like this is this is just punishment for the sin of abortion and all the pornography and I'm just I'm on the phone and I'm like Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think this is the wrath of God. I mean, who knows? Like one thing that it's the wrath of Todd. Some people talk Todd is the guy that <laughs> was at that Chinese wet market. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean like I God can certainly allow bad things to happen for people to grow a little closer to him. It's one of the, or he can use bad things. So yeah. I definitely think God is going to work during this, but I don't think this is yeah. like God being like, and now you have a plague. Although there are tons of um, locusts in Africa now. So, oh my gosh, it's the end times. Oh, pay attention to the sign of the times. I don't think this is the wrath of God. Let me, let me tell you a quick story. Um, my first daughter was born and I went to take my mom from uh, my mom had come to pick me up because I hadn't eaten in like 48 hours. My wife contractions, all this stuff, emergency C-section, it was dramatic, uh, which you would expect nothing less from the Gormley household. And my mom said, okay, now everyone's stable. Baby's fine. Mommy's fine. Let me take you out to lunch. We go, we grab some Jimmy John sandwiches. We're coming back. 
And guess what happens? We go into this huge screaming debate over whether or not Katrina was God executing the New Orleans people for all their horrible Bourbon Street deeds. And I was like, how dare you say that? The people who survived Katrina are the the wealthy and the well-played who could get the heck out of Dodge. And I'm like, so it looks like God has bad aim. And the whole time she's saying this on the phone, the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, no, bad aim again. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think this. I don't think that at all. I don't think this is the wrath of God. I think very specifically, why are there 20 times more STDs today than there were a hundred years ago? These because are the consequences. Enjoy the bumping and the grinding. Yeah, but these are the consequences of our actions. God's not going to set up nature and the fall, you know, happening, and then God just be like, oh, I'm not going to send it to the bad people. Jesus was clear. The rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Well, so does the plague. We worship a guy who is nailed to a cross. If you think you won't suffer, you belong to a different religion than Christianity. We find meaning in suffering. We don't run from it. All right, that that's my that's my thing. You so know that you're on camera right now, and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just pointing <laughs> with my chubby, pale arm. You look Keeps great. Getting you look great. You know what's funny is I'm not even looking at our feed. I'm looking at the the Facebook. Yeah, thing. but you know where that sweet sweet camera is. I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, can we maybe uh, anyone have any? Let's pivot. Anything about anything that is not about this. Uh, hey, no, good... let me just say how excited the Rad Trads are. We remove the gather hymnal. Uh, well, we no, remove yeah, the I'm, sign I'm of peace. I'm thrilled with that. The we chal- remove the, hand holding the during the of, Our yeah. Father. I'm loving that. I am lo- I'm like, more, Lord, more. <laughs> so this was Let the funniest thing. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. So at the beginning of Mass, they said, when we do the sign of peace, and I was like, damn it, just no sign of peace. It's an <laughs> You don't have to right. do it. For those of you who don't know, it's an optional, optional right, and I hate it. But uh, when you do the sign of peace, uh, we, uh, my pastor said, uh, Father Tom, who's a big listener to the show. Love he you, said, Father Tom. Who, who's your favorite? Don't shake hands. Just, you know, look and nod and maybe bow to your neighbor or whatever. But then when the actual sign of peace time came, uh, the deacon just didn't even say it. He was like, you know, because, you know, when you got the priest and the deacon, they're doing He's like, the you're thing. all a bunch of idiots, so I'm not going to say it. So instead of saying, let us offer the sign of peace, he just they just started beginning dressing the altar. And I was like, yes, my wish is fulfilled. No more crappy sign of peace. But then everyone in the church is like, wait, what? Oh, they forgot. And I'm like, they didn't forget. It's omitted. And then I look around and everyone is like smiling and bowing. My congregation, they're too nice. They're not cynical assholes like me. Yeah. They're all like bowing and smiling and bowing and smiling. So I lean back to my RCA because this is the, the week of the first scrutiny. And I look back at my RCA people and I go, listen, listen. No one knows what the heck is going on. <laughs> Peace be with you. <laughs> we took out our gather hymnals, Luke. Praise the Lord. I know. Praise him. Good is coming. Okay, so uh, tell us about, like, give us other questions that aren't about this.
uh, board game, TV, a movie, book you are reading right now. Aaron and I have been playing Mexican Train Dominoes. That's been very fun. I was about to say, man, Dominoes. Yeah, really enjoying that. Uh, I would like. To, I would like to find a way to play a game online. I would love to play a good, fun, like community, like something involving. Um, not any Tony Vicente stuff, but like, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you said a game. What, what do you mean? What, oh, Lucas. Uh, what, wait, what game is Tony Vicente? Yeah, he's always got some game. Um, Man, Tony is wheeling and dealing. He online. always that is. He's always, he's, he's always the cutting hustling. edge of the cutting He's edge. always hustling. It's great. Uh, I love it. I would love to be able to find, anyways, I would, um, yeah, so I'm open to ideas for fun games to play online with different, like, I don't know. Man, I wish I'd bought an Xbox. Okay. Um, I still might go do one. If they do the $1,000 universal um, basic in, in, income, I might go buy an Xbox. <laughs> right there. You know what I want to get from my kids? That new Star Wars Fallen Jedi, whatever. Yeah, just because play online and be able to talk to people. That'd be so sweet. Um, Ugh, who talks to people? Uh, Screw that. Yeah. Luke, have you watched Pandemic on Netflix? Nope. Don't even know what it is. Luke, have you watched... Uh, what, uh, what? Oh, dang it, Luke! You said it last week on the last show. Westworld. No, no, no. The the movie that's is it Outbreak. Oh yeah, I I saw it back in the nineties. Outbreak <laughs> with um, it is with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. And Have Renee you watched Russo. it? No, no. Uh, so me and my wife. Can I tell you something that's really annoying about me, Luke? Uh, can I guess? Yes. Uh, and it's based on last week's episode. I'm giving you hints. <sighs> I'm too tired. Now what? You know how I like you know how I like get ideas in my head and they become my religion very quickly. Yes. So I googled maximum age of joining the military. Oh my gosh. Why? And I found out the maximum age of joining the Navy, Air Force, and all the reserves. Army 35, but the reserves for the army is all th- more or less 39. So this is it. I'm 37. Is, did you think about joining the reserves? You did. Well, one of my coworkers said there's a lot of old people in the reserves. And I said, what do you mean by old people? She said, I don't know. They're out of shape. And I was like, my MO. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep thinking about this, man. I'm like, so last night, me and my wife sat down and watched Lone Survivor. Gomer, you were too fragile to do that. I'm so fragile. But with this carnivore diet. <laughs> Saw the movie in the theater out in Denver, Colorado. It was it was actually a really good movie. The only problem I have with it is how many times they fell down violently a cliff or a hill. And it looked like they broke their back, but then still up and moving. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I don't know. Um... Madeline, I love this. As a former homeschooler, now I have my toddler toddler home all day. I was not meant to homeschool. You can go on over to at Mrs. AMD Gomer on on uh, Instagram, and my wife has started posting little pro tips on how to homeschool. Yeah, it's been nice. It's uh, kind of funny. How's Erin feeling about being pregnant, Luke? Good. She's doing good. She's doing v- Is it morning good. sickness over? Oh, no. Nope. I mean, it's oh, not as bad no. as it used to be, so. But she's fine. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Did she ever have to take medicine for that? Yep. Yep. And it and it oh, does help. God it's usually it. just, I mean, it sounds weird, but now it's just in the morning. It used to be kind of throughout the day, but now it's oh, yeah. just in the morning. So, Man, my wife puked from morning to night. 
It was awful. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. It's just nothing that you can do besides just being like, they're there. They're there. Yeah. Here's another bag. I'll just, I will take this out to, to the trash as long as you can tie it up. Thank you. And then, um, <laughs> uh, since you're wearing the shirt, U.S. Soccer and the U.S. Um, National um, Women's Team, and go. Nice. Are you aware of this, of what is going on? No? No, I know. Uh, wait, what am I wearing? No, no. Uh, this was a question to me. Are, yeah, then why didn't you shirt? answer? Why did you, what was the, with the pregnant pause? Well, I was asking you, like, are you aware of what's, of what's, of what's going on? Oh, oh, no. Sorry, sorry. I probably didn't do that well. No. So let me break this down for you really, 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 really quick. This is why last week was effing. This is when I did get off the whole, like, Exodus 90 thing. Because I was like, the world is collapsing. Whatever. I want to know what's going on. I want all of it. Um, uh, you did write something about that U.S. men's national team on Twitter. In, in, in a matter of hours, all this crazy stuff was going down while, like... Th- while the president closed off Europe. And so it's just like, what is happening? Okay, so let me break this down for you as easy as I can. The U.S., so you have the U.S. um, women's national team. Then you have the U.S. men's um, national team. There are also many other um, national teams as well for the para- Olympics, the there's like a lot of different the, the beach volleyball um, national team. There are tons of like almost um, soccer oriented um, national teams here in the states. But the biggest two by far are the men's and the women's team. The women are currently I'm assuming every country has has a um, soccer federation who's in control of mm-hmm. soccer for that country. They ultimately have the power to say like you are a D1 league, you're a D2 league, you're a three league colleges have to do like they actually have a decent amount of power. Yeah. Um, all like ultimately all of your adults, all of your adult rec leagues, they're, they're traced back to this group who says well, things they can and cannot do the U S women's, um, the U S uh, um, women's team. It has a lawsuit against them for, for equal pay. Right. They're saying they're not paid as much as the, as the men's team. In reality, they kind of are, but it's weird. They get a straight-up salary that's about $100,000 or so, and then the men's team gets, per- gets, performance- gets performance-based bonuses, which averages out to about that, that amount. If the men's team were to win the World Cup, they would get something around, I think it's up, like, up to like $35 million. And the women get ten million for that. What they're suing U.S. Um, soccer for is back pay for the World Cup, and they feel like they should earn because it's not as high as the men. Hmm. It's actually really fascinating. And so, what U.S. Yeah. Um, soccer did in court was they said that because the women aren't as um, as like um, physically able, they're not as they're um, not as, like they're not as like physically strong as the men. Because so like because of because of their sex, they should be paid less. Mm. And U.S. and U.S. soccer, which tends to like lean left, very left, went ape shit <laughs> over this. And the president of U.S. soccer was forced to resign because all the sponsors came out against because they, they basically released all their legal. All the proceedings and stuff, and all the things um, that they said. Saying this was the argument that you approved. Like this is horrific. Yeah, and I actually 
agree. So it's, it's, it's weird because we can all agree, like, yes, like, they're really two different sports. Like, there are things that um, guys can do that, like, you know, like, guys can um, run faster. So it's when you when you have your highest athletes are tending to get, like, the, like, the men are always going to be um, faster than the women. I'm talking all things being equal and your highest, your top athletes, because their bodies yeah. can just, you know, do more. But the way that they made this argument was almost like they're just not – like they're incapable um little girls who just can't do what you know like these men can can uh do mm. and that's more important and they were like hold up wait you're you're a nonprofit it's and, and, and there's a whole lot of stuff that's really involved in this i think really what it's coming down to is that the us women's um team here is gigantic in a sport that isn't big in the rest of the in the rest of the world So they bring a lot of value to, like, you know, this country for that sport. But the sport isn't that big in the rest of the world. Again, this is just um, women's um, soccer. It is uh, is, um, getting bigger. The men's team isn't as good in the biggest sport in the world. And they're trying to say, like, we should, like – they're kind of, like we're they're kind of equal in terms of like the value that they bring, but the men can earn more because of the value of men's um, soccer. Or and so it's it's just this real fascinating thing, and uh, I haven't been paying attention at all to it while I was, while I was doing X's ninety, but it's all just came to a head recently. Hey, can I ask you, uh, I think is an awesome, awesome question from our audience. Yes. Uh, David Bull says, what industries don't survive coronavirus, COVID-19? Jeez. That question hanging in my brain. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what industries won't survive it. I do think that there are going to be a lot of job losses and then rehires once we come out of it. So industries that are hourly work that depends on crowds are going to get slammed. So restaurants, here's another thing that sucks. Did you watch the Joe Rogan interview with that guy from uh, university of Minnesota? No. Totally worth your time. I downloaded the audio after I watched about an hour online. It's about an hour and a half. Downloaded the audio and re-listened to everything again. Um, infectious diseases work with both Democrats and Republican administrations. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is um, when we send kids out of school, one of the things that we're going to be doing to our population is uh, parents, especially moms, who are also nurses – are going to have a lot of difficulty being full-time invested in hospitals because their kids are going to be at home. And he said it's going to do the exact opposite in a lot of ways of what we think will happen. Um, another thing is uh, the, the reality of movie theaters. I think a couple people have said that. The reality of movie theaters, like these big shared communal spaces. I know uh, I think it's Regal Movie Theaters in – Texas or in Houston area, shut everything down. They're just like, we're not even going to let you come in here. Um, that's That's got to be hard in an age of digital streaming and broadband, blah, blah, blah. You're already competing with people just staying at home. 1917 is now out on Apple TV. And me and you talked about that, and you're like, nah, it's good, but it's not great. 
And so that's something. Right when you said that, I told that to my wife when you both went, oh, thank God we don't have to go to the movie theater and watch it because we really wanted to. I feel great. Yeah, it's like, not better. Be- um, yeah, I, I don't know if you're going to see entire industries wiped out as much as I think you, you could just see like a I, I'm fascinated. I I don't. I guess this is one of the other scary things. I don't know. I don't know. Like, are you? Yeah, gonna Elizabeth see more points people? out. She said this great comment: "Industries will survive, but smaller businesses will not." I think that's a huge. I, yes, I mean that's that is terrifying. That's actually one reason why I'm kind of like there's like so you had guys like Mitt Romney are now starting to push for at least during this time period have some type of like some type of a, a UBI. You have like a universal own basic income. And this is a bit of my like panicky brain just kind of going, maybe. Yeah. Like, of course, I, 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 there's a part of me that is against that just because it's like, where does the money come from? Like, at some point in time, you're going to run. Like, this is a real thing. This is, this is a finite thing. Um, but maybe this is the time when you do that. You know, perhaps this is the time when we're not spending so much. I wonder if we don't spend as much on military stuff. You know, perhaps this is when we really do pull back on this stuff. And, you know, the trillions and trillions that we spend on that goes towards other things. Luke, as someone in the education industry, are you happy or sad? Is this pushing things forward that um, it's going online and remote for a lot of people? No, I, I think it's inherently flawed. Well, so, no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That's that's that is not true at all. Back up. I think it has its limits. The online, yeah. Basically, it's just you need a heck of a lot of discipline. You need someone over your shoulder saying, "Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this?" Just poking. And you if the you whole don't, time. if you don't, it's not going to get done. It's yeah. why, like, like what is if you if you I'll look at like this is um, one reason why the archdiocese out in Cincinnati when this was a thing, I was very much against online catechetical courses being like the whole thing, because people don't complete those things. Like if you, if you look at those open online courses, the amount of people who actually complete them it's terribly low. Yeah. And so those were really popular about maybe five to five to eight years ago, and they're not as popular any. Any anymore, they don't offer like all the classes that they used to because people weren't completing them. They used to have tons of English classes, tons of history classes, all this cool stuff, and now it's all like big data, whole bunch like science because it's only it's the only stuff people are doing because they're doing it for their career. So there's a higher um, there's a higher completion rate amongst like those things. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see if this is going to lead to an actually an increase in homeschooling. Yeah, I think you could find that, that. That's what I'm more like. What are the little behavioral uh, like stuff that people are going to notice when they go? Well, my kid, he learned four times as fast. He got through all this stuff in three weeks. We could do this, you know. Like, like is that going to happen? Oh, a lot. I'm, I'm curious about things like like that. So what do you think is going to boom at this time? Um, I think podcasting might. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> um, 
Patreon.com slash CF. I think anything that you can do that no no but I mean I mean please give to us like it actually I mean it, it is like legit like you you lost like you said you like had like six grand I lost a thousand dollars um those were things that like that was going towards like uh Everly's like bills you know like for yeah. having her you know and that's and like we'll be fine it's 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 fine it's it's just it is a dent compared to what others are 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 experiencing certainly it means I- i'm nothing compared to the loss of life um but uh i think things that you can do from home are going to see a boost and i i think we're probably there's going to be some surprise thing you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like popular artist completely changes. Um, I don't know, man. You, you know, um, my heart of hearts says a lot of online learning stuff is going to get pushed to a way that people who've heard of the Khan Academy and other things are going to just double down. And I think it's going to force people to discover online things that maybe they never would have in the past. Um, I think people are going to discover patreon.com slash CF in a beautiful way, maybe even a sexually healing way. We can only hope. Um, we can only hope. We can only hope. Um, I think delivery services are going to be huge. Yeah, that's the, true. Yep. The delivery driver from Amazon or FedEx or UPS doesn't really have to interact with you. They just get your order and a factory, you know. I mean, hell, half of Amazon's factories are robot-driven. And so, it, I don't know. It's just fascinating. But you drop a box at someone's front door and you walk away. I think that's. I think we're going to shift a lot to automated stuff like that. Yeah. I, I do wonder if this is the, this could be the death of restaurants. And that really bums me out. I, I think they'll come out to come back. I think uh you know, particular restaurants will die, but the concept yeah. of uh, it won't. I, I mean, but they're already and people are hurting though. They like yeah. um Grubhub has put a dent and Uber has put a dent. Now it, it's Uber not eats, yeah. It, it's more in types of like the types of restaurants that you're starting to see yeah. that it's impacted, but and I, I wish I could recall specifics. I there's this great article about it that I read, but um, they, you know, and I, I just wonder, like, are we going to see again? I don't know if things are going to end. I think they're definitely going to change, and I, I'm, you know, if I'm a boomer and I don't have like my, I could, you know, a steady retirement plan. This is terrifying. Yeah, man, I feel so terrible. Uh, are you remote working right now? Uh, I I am. So I I quarantine myself uh, at work, especially after seeing um, the governor's last news conference. He really encouraged, he's like, if you can stay home, please just stay home. Yeah. And so, and I thought, you know what? Um, hey, we I'm can, going into my attic with the clouds yeah. painted on the ceiling. Well, a, a week and a half ago, I was in you know the Dulles Airport. I was in the Atlanta yep. Airport. I was in the O'Hare Air, Airport. Yep. And those are three of the biggest airports in the country. And so... Man, isn't Dulles the worst? Oh, yeah. It's just... Ugh. It's the worst. Uh, LAX is the worst, but Dulles is not great. Oh, O'Hare's... Oh, oh, I've already... Yeah, crap. We're starting to repeat ourselves. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, here's a really great point from Kristen. Um, 
I hear some say event event based like fundraising is going to end. I actually think he's he's right. Uh, sorry, he she's right. <laughs> sorry, um, I, because that's already on the way out as an effective way to fundraise. In fact, it's not. It's not a I'm good way to fundraise at all. It's a, it's just a way to raise friends. So um, it's a terrible way to fundraise. Uh, so I think you could see that ending or just dramatically change. Yeah. Hey, and Joe, Chick-fil-A is closing their dining room doors, but their drive through will live on. Man, I just got TSA pre-check. I know, man. Let it die, Luke. All right, we have been going for one hour and 43 minutes, right, ladies and gentlemen. This is good. I got to say, it's 1230 where Luke is, 1130 where I am. I have had four alcoholic beverages in the last three hours, you, and you I want to die. You see Gomer fading. What carnivore ribeye? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Suet. Um, yeah, so I, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. But I want to thank you all for joining us yeah, through this cluster I, that is Catching Foxes. Life. I hope you guys, sorry for all the mess. That was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now we sort of know how to do it, Luke yeah. said, as he reads the FAQ on the support oh page. Gosh, You know what's weird is like, I've realized Apple spoiled me because I just expect everything to be very intuitive. And when it's not, I'm like, why can't I just do this? Like, why doesn't clicking one button make all the things it happen? It should just work. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, this has been fun. Thank you again. We enjoyed it. Yep. All right. You can find us over at policygenius.com. <laughs> yeah. Please go to Policy Genius for us, please. <laughs> go there. Buy shit. And tell them Catching Fox is saying <laughs> Oh, please. Oh, we're begging you. <laughs> we need that money. We need that money so bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been fun. This has been, it's been good. All right, y'all. God bless. We. I'm going to end the live video in five, four. Thank you, Kristen. The mess was so fun. Five out of five. So five, four, three, two, one. Boom.